Welcome to Murder Minute. On today's episode, Paul Marriage and the Thanksgiving Massacre. But first, your true crime headlines. A Green Bay man has been sentenced to 18 years in prison in the death of his infant son. Jeremiah Thomas pleaded no contest in September to a reduced charge of reckless homicide in the death of his 23-day-old son. In January of 2018, rescue crews found the child unresponsive in Thomas's apartment. The child suffered skull fractures, broken ribs, and broken legs. Thomas apologized before Judge John Zakowski handed down the sentence on Monday, saying, quote, Whether anyone believes me or not, I very, really, really, really am very remorseful and very sorry that this went this way. And if I could take it back, all of it, everything, wipe this whole slate clean, but I, that can't be, and the only I really have is my remorse. Judge Sikowski said that Thomas did not have a criminal record before the killing and he took responsibility for his actions, but that was outweighed by the seriousness of the case. I don't think you're a monster, Zakowski said. You're probably a good person, Mr. Thomas, but you were a monster for three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, an hour. I don't know how long it took, but what you did to that child, you just can't describe it. In addition to his prison sentence, Thomas was placed on extended supervision for 12 years. He must also perform 100 hours of community service during each year of the extended supervision. A Nebraska man who plowed his dump truck into the back of a stopped minivan will be sentenced in January in the deaths of two children. On Friday, a Sarpy County jury found Jesse O'Knight of Papillon, Nebraska guilty of two counts of motor vehicle homicide. Christy Young and her four children were in a 2016 Toyota minivan that was stopped at a red light in August of 2019 when it was hit from behind. The crash killed 16-year-old Abby Young and her 10-year-old brother, Stephen Young. Stephen, who was about to enter the fifth grade, was pronounced dead at the scene. Abby, who would have been a junior, died at the hospital. Knight was also found guilty of misdemeanor reckless driving and pleaded guilty to operating a commercial vehicle without a commercial driving license. In Maine on Wednesday, a Belfast man accused of shooting and killing a man involved with his girlfriend pleaded guilty to murder. 24-year-old Austin McDevitt is charged in the shooting death of 26-year-old Shane Sauer, In the early morning of March 15, 2019, McDevitt drove himself to the Belfast police station to turn himself in after the shooting. No one was there at that time, so McDevitt called 911 and told the operator that he had been involved in a fight in which he fatally shot someone. McDevitt reportedly told police that he and a woman had been sleeping in a camper at about 4.30 a.m. that morning when Sauer an ex-boyfriend of the woman snuck inside. McDevitt told police that he awoke to the man hitting him in the face. 
The two men fought and Rick Devitt allegedly went to his car to get a handgun. He told officers that Sauer had allegedly threatened to kill him, but that Sauer's hands were empty and that he was not coming toward him when he started to shoot. McDevitt also told police that he pointed his gun at Sauer's chest because he, quote, knew not to shoot, to wound. He told police that he fired, quote, every bullet he had at Sauer. Earlier in November, McDevitt's lawyer requested certain pieces of evidence not be allowed during his trial, including communication he had with various people before and after the shooting. State prosecutors claimed that some of these conversations were threats about Sauer. McDevitt's sentencing is scheduled for November of 2021. In Kansas, a missing man who was believed to be in danger has been found fatally shot in his Jeep. Authorities are now investigating the death of 29-year-old Jeremy Cook as a homicide after finding his body Monday in Wichita. Cook was reported missing by his mother last Wednesday. Police then asked the public for help in locating him and a citizen called 911 after spotting his 2006 white Jeep Grand Cherokee, which had a distinctive broken sunroof and tape on the passenger side taillight. The vehicle was found near Lincoln and Rock Road. Cook was found dead inside. Police said the shooting is not random. No arrests have yet been made. Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, the Thanksgiving massacre. But first, a quick break. After you've finished binging your favorite true crime podcast, there's always one lingering question staring you in the face. Now what? Sure, you could slip into a Wikipedia wormhole researching everything about the show. But when your brain or your browser tabs are full to the brim, it might be time to take a breather. That's when I like to clear a few levels of Best Fiends. Best Fiends is the app that engages my brain with challenging but fun puzzle games. The game is simple and fun. The good guys are the bugs and the bad guys are the slugs. Complete the puzzles to defeat the slugs, collecting keys and unlocking new fiends along the way. Like Brittle the Housefly, Edward the Mosquito, Gordon the Scorpion, and my best fiend, Pop the Axolotl. One of the things that I love about true crime is that the more you dig into the story, the more layers you uncover. And that's what's great about Best Fiends too. The more you play, the more fun it gets. And with new monthly updates, themed challenges, and holiday puzzles, there's always one more level, and the adventure never gets old. This is my pandemic must play. So the next time you need a break from the news cycle, or run out of shows to binge watch. Download Best Fiends free. You might find yourself wondering how you ever found time for a dull moment before. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already. It's hours of fun at your fingertips and can even be played offline. This game has 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews for a reason. 
Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. These days, between politics and the plague, there are a lot of reasons to lose sleep. But there's one thing that shouldn't keep you up at night. Your mattress. Most of us are spending a lot more time in bed these days. So if you're sleeping on some saggy old mite-filled mattress, give yourself an upgrade. Get a Helix. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows that, so they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size folks. And if you're a couple, just take the quiz together, and the quiz will match you to the best compromise for you both. One less thing to fight about. I took the Helix quiz and was matched with the Dusk because I needed a medium firmness for my back pain, not too hard and not too soft, and I toss and turn all night. The Dusk's body contouring reacts to my shape and takes all the pressure off so that I sleep through the night and don't wake up needing a chiropractor. This is the best mattress I've ever slept on. And when you finish your quiz and order your mattress, your new Helix bed will be delivered directly to your door within 10 business days. Never go to the mattress store again. Get the mattress that was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com slash murderminute. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. With their 10-year warranty, you can try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But you'll love it. And now for Murder Minute listeners, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash murderminute. That's H-E-L-I-X sleep dot com slash murder minute. Welcome back to Murder Minute. On November 26, 2009, it was Thanksgiving, and Jim and Muriel Sitton were hosting a large family gathering. Sixteen people at their home in Jupiter, Florida, when an unexpected guest arrived, 35-year-old Paul Marriage. Paul was a cousin, and although Paul had spoken to his mother Carol about the family's Thanksgiving dinner plans several times over the previous weeks, he hadn't committed to attending. It was only when he called his mother for directions after getting turned around on the way to the Sitton house that she then announced that he would be coming. But he was welcomed, nonetheless. After they finished their traditional Thanksgiving meal, the family gathered around the piano and sang Christmas songs, and Jim and Muriel's six-year-old daughter, Michaela, proudly showed everyone the dance that she learned for her upcoming performance of The Nutcracker. After a round of applause, Michaela was tucked into bed 
Then, as the evening wound down, suddenly Paul pulled out a gun and shot his 33-year-old sister Carla. He then turned the gun on Carla's pregnant twin sister, Lisa Knight. As Lisa's husband, Patrick Knight, bent down to help his dying wife, Paul shot him too. I've been waiting 20 years to do this, Paul muttered as he murdered his family. His aunt, 76-year-old Raymond Joseph, was next. Paul shot her in the shoulder. Then, as her husband knelt on the floor next to her, trying to stop the bleeding, Paul put the gun to his aunt's chest and fired again. Paul then shot 52-year-old guest Clifford Guevara, grazing him before heading to six-year-old Michaela's bedroom. Paul walked in, shot her, and walked out. He then paused, went back, and shot her again. It was quick. Patrick Knight would later tell investigators after awaking from a medically induced coma. He went and shot her and came out and almost instantly, like a second thought, went right back in and shot her again. I guess to make sure she was dead. Then Paul left. By the time a neighbor called 911 and police arrived, Four were dead, and Paul had fled south. He would disappear for over a month. Though he had behaved normally all evening, it was clear that Paul had been planning this for some time. In the weeks before Thanksgiving, he spent $2,000 on several guns and ammunition in two gun shops in Broward County. For one of them, a bolt-action Remington rifle, he asked for a scope to be attached. Said he wanted to use it for hunting. He then withdrew $12,000 from his bank account. Paul Marriage had a history of mental illness. He had once shot himself in a failed suicide attempt. He also had a history of violence toward his twin sisters. Years earlier, one of them had even been granted a restraining order against him. Carol later recalled that when her son called her that night to say he was on his way, she joked to her daughter Lisa, I hope he doesn't come and kill us all tonight. Mom, it came to my mind Lisa replied, but don't say that to Dad because Dad would get upset that we had such ideas. Jim Sitton would later say that he didn't think that Paul planned on killing his six-year-old daughter, Michaela, but became jealous when he saw the family doting on her. He tried to snuff out the light, Sitton said. He came into a baby's room. He saw her innocence and he walked in and purposefully killed her. On January 2nd, 2010, a tip was called in 
after America's Most Wanted highlighted the murders, and the police tracked Paul down to the Florida Keys and took him into custody. He was found hiding out at Edgewater Lodge Motel under a fake name, John Baca. According to police records, Paul was dazed after his arrest and expressed disbelief at his own actions and worry about his future. It's impossible, you know, to reconcile what happened with me, he said during his interrogation. It's just, it's not even real. I'm not violent. I've never been violent. I'm not a criminal or a drug addict. It's just unbelievable what I've done to everybody. Paul Marriage was charged with four counts of premeditated murder and three counts of attempted first-degree murder. He asked a police officer if he would be facing, quote, a long process. A year? Two years? What about afterwards? He asked. What's the worst-case scenario for this? The answer in Florida was death. It was a sentence that he and his lawyers hoped to avoid with an insanity defense. Hopefully after the case, Paul said in a phone call to his father from jail, hopefully I get sent to a hospital. In October of 2011, Paul Marriage accepted a plea deal to avoid the death penalty and was sentenced to seven life terms in prison. As part of the agreement, Paul agreed to waive any rights of appeal. You'll never see the light of day, Judge Joseph Marks said. Patrick Knight told the judge that he approved of the plea deal. He wanted to, quote, pick up the pieces, he said, and didn't want to endure 20 years of appeals. Michaela's father, Jim Sitton, did not approve. Holding a picture of Michaela, he fell to his knees in the courtroom and begged the judge not to accept Paul's plea deal. But it was over. Paul Marriage would spend the rest of his life behind bars. The Sittons went on to file a lawsuit against Paul's parents. They alleged that Carol and her husband had knowingly put everyone's lives in danger when they invited Paul to their home for Thanksgiving without warning them. If someone brought a rattlesnake or a pit bull to your home without your permission and that pit bull started attacking and killing people, wouldn't you hold that person responsible? Jim Sitton said. That's what this is. We're seeking justice with every means at our disposal. Patrick Knight also sued his former in-laws for failing to prevent the killings, including the death of his wife and their daughter, Lisa. Then, the marriages filed a countersuit against the Sittons, alleging that it was they who were to blame for the bloodbath because they shouldn't have let Paul into their home. They also claimed defamation of character. All of the lawsuits were dismissed. 
This has been Murder Minute. For true crime anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram at Murder Minute.